How had she missed it? U.S. Border Patrol agent Peyton Cody tossed the binoculars aside and cursed. She threw open the truck's door and started toward the white sack 200 yards away, moving swiftly over the frozen dirt field. Missing the drop was bad enough. No way in hell she'd lose a foot race to the package. While Maine was known for its spectacular foliage season, the state's northernmost region, Aroostook County, held its breath each fall, living and dying, financially and thus emotionally, with its annual potato harvest. And this year, several farms had been devastated by blight, the crop yielding far less than expected. Peyton's breaths formed tiny clouds in the 30-degree air. Her polished black boots slipped and crunched on the rigid earth, forest green pant legs tucked neatly inside. B.C. Bud, North America's most potent marijuana, held a street value of $4,000 a pound eight hours south of here in Boston. A tip indicated it was entering the U.S. here, at the tiny border town of Garrett, Maine. So, here she was. But how had she missed the drop? Fifty yards from the safety of her Ford Expedition, her rational mind intervened. She'd hiked the field's perimeter only minutes earlier, seeing nothing. She was better than that. Had someone been watching and made the drop moments after she'd passed by? If so, someone now knew precisely where she was and what she was doing. She slowed, unholstered her Smith & Wesson 40. Overhead, the pre-dawn sky was sliding from ink to gray. The distant sack was football-shaped. Four grand a pound, get the damned package. She scanned the desolate field, nothing to shield her, just vast farmland. The eight-pound Kevlar vest she usually bitched about didn't seem so heavy now. Thirty yards away, a realization stopped her dead in her tracks. The bundle was moving. With a sigh, she reholstered the forty. If you don't want kittens, she said aloud, don't get cats. Another goddamn pillowcase of puppies or kittens. Worst case scenario, an orphaned bear cub whose mother had been poached. Her breath rasped in the morning stillness. Her ankle was stiff and tender. Couldn't remember twisting it. Adrenaline did wonders, even on a cold Sunday night shift. Walking closer, she could see the animal writhing inside. She unclipped her cell phone and was dialing the game warden when she heard the sound. Not the relentless whine of a cub or the tinny cry of kittens. This was louder. And it was familiar. She closed the phone and tore open the pillowcase. Ten minutes later, Peyton was back inside the expedition at the field's edge, awaiting paramedics. The infant's skin was cold beneath her hand, the baby girl's eyes dull and glassy. Peyton was relieved when she cried. The infant had been left wearing only a cotton t-shirt and a diaper and was wrapped in a tattered blanket. Discarded, like a scene from Oedipus Rex, Peyton killed the dome light, recalling her introduction to literature class at UMaine. A single mother herself, She placed her hand on the baby's forehead, trying to calm her. 
judging the girl to be three or four months old. The drop had been well-timed, and this was no package of weed. Winter never seemed to enter on tiptoe in Aroostook County. It was only October, just one month removed from peak foliage season, but the maples stood bare, as if bracing patiently for the onslaught of sub-zero temperatures and 200 inches of snow. The truck's heater was on high. Despite growing up here, seven years in El Paso had thinned her blood. She'd freeze in February. Rocking the baby in the crux of one arm, she studied the field below through binoculars. In the distance, near the river, stood a tall blue spruce tree. She'd parked along Smith Road at a spot agents deemed the Overlook. Smith Road ran east to west, ending at the port of entry. Below, to the east, farmland stretched for a mile.